our, our, our running back or former running back, Lynn J. Dixon, that came from the portal. It did not work out, man. It did not work out. Am I surprised? I can't say that I'm surprised. I can't say that at all. Um, what I can say is this is why we were kind of like, hold on now. Let's, let's not crown anybody just yet. Let's understand the situation and the fact that he was in the portal in August for, for a reason. And so it was a, I think, a, a well-executed attempt by Tennessee. Keyword attempt. You were in, in a win-win situation where, hey, if he, if, he, if, he, if he takes care of business, then boom, you have a fourth back. If he doesn't, then you, you got to let him go. You got to let him go. So he is no longer part of the squad. And it only lasted 18 days. Thoughts on that, Ben? Uh, my, my thought is just that it's – and this may be too – strong of a way to put it, but just a, a sad situation. Uh, I, I just think that I, I feel bad for, for Lynn J. Dixon more than I feel bad for Tennessee. I, I I feel the same way Alex Skolish feels. I mean, I feel like the running back room is the same today as it was 14 days ago. And I, yeah. I, I think Tennessee is going to be perfectly fine. Ideally, would you like to have a, a fifth running back on scholarship? Absolutely. But uh, I, I did think his addition was a, a little bit blown out of proportion in terms of his expectations. Uh, just knowing that he had bounced from Clemson to West Virginia to now Tennessee. And uh, there, there were some personal things that he needed to, to work out in, in terms of just buying in, if he was going to have it a, a positive effect on, on this football team. So uh, because of that, and also just kind of seeing him when he first got here and him being out of football shape, I, I I did not have high expectations for him. My, my expectations for Lynn J. Dixon were very low. So I I don't feel like Tennessee is is really missing out uh, a ton on, on not having Lynn J. Dixon. It, it, it'll be a completely different story with Brew McCoy, in my opinion, if for some reason Brew is not eligible. But I, my thoughts on, on the story is just that I feel bad for, for Lynn J., just that he, he could not take advantage of a great opportunity. And, and, and he seems to be battling uh, s- some issues of his own that, that he needs to, to get right with himself uh, before anything else, whether it's football or um, off, off the field stuff. I, I just felt bad for him personally that, that he couldn't take advantage of this situation. Uh, so that, that was my initial reaction, just that it impacts him personally more that more than it impacts Tennessee because he, he just would have been a cherry on top if, if he would have come here and had a successful season. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. I agree, agree with you 100%, uh, Ben, 100%. And it, it does make it, I think, more crucial for the current running backs to, to, to stay healthy, 100%. They got to stay healthy. It's hard to do that in an SEC full season, but you got to have some luck on your side. It's simple. And 
your your top two backs haven't necessarily shown that they can stay healthy. Uh, Jabari Small has not stayed healthy throughout the course of career. Throughout the course of his career, was banged up with that shoulder injury last year that hampered him from finishing several games. Uh, you would think that he'll be able to stay healthy this year because he has completely changed his body, has added a lot of great weight, and and hopefully that will allow him to stay healthy. I, I think that it will, yeah. uh, but you, you still don't know going into the year. And then Jalen Wright, he, he's been banged up since last fall camp, his first fall camp as a freshman last year. So uh, not not a great feeling knowing that your top two guys, although Dylan Sampson's going to play a ton, Justin Williams-Thomas, he's going to get a shot as well. But your top two guys that are penciled in on the depth chart for, for week one, they haven't been able to stay healthy over the course of their career. So that, that does have to make the staff feel a little bit uneasy. No, for sure. For sure, Ben. For sure. So guys got to stay healthy. Guys got to go out there and, and, and make plays and contribute. And the Lynn J deal doesn't make a big difference, honestly. And this is probably the most that we need to talk about it because I thought – there was too much hype about Lin J possibly being a, a starter. Like people were really talking about him being a starter. And I just, I never thought that was going to happen for, for one second. So uh, you nailed it. You know, I hope that at the end of the day, Lin J goes and uh, takes care of business and man is able to grow from this moment and uh, handles everything he needs to handle, man. Um, this thing is more important. Sometimes, you know, Life is just more important than, than football. And, you know, people are wondering about him getting back into the portal. Like, man, I like, care about that right now. It's about him getting getting everything in order so that way he can finish his, his degree if he wants to get another one, if he hasn't gotten his first one, and, and going on and being being as productive as he, as he can be moving forward. So um, my mic is acting a little weird today. So I'm trying to talk into it. It sounds better. Than at the start of the show, yeah, I, I will say that you, it's, yeah, it's you're weird. pretty faint, but you sound good at the moment. At, at least in my ears, you sound good. Yeah, it's 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 a little weird. I don't really, boy, it's, it's technology, man. It's always something. This is not, something that's <laughs> never never happened before. Brand new mics, and so uh, I will say I only use the equipment once a once a week when we do the show, and so uh, it sits here, it sits here, it sits here, and um, you know who who knows. Who's been up in here bumping stuff or Ace come up in here being nosy? I try to keep the door locked as much as I can. So, but during the break, we'll we'll take a look at it and see um, address that or not. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three is a telephone number here to the Swain Event Hotline. The other story, the most important story out of this one in Linjay is is Brew McCoy's eligibility and. What's going to happen with him? Will he get eligible in time? And the talk has been about the NPO form and getting that thing signed by USC. It's not as it's not as simple as they not signing it because they just don't want to. I mean, they are, I think, cautious about getting themselves sued. I think they should be. They're, I understand 100%, and but if they said they were going to sign it, then they need to follow through on what they what they said, and hopefully, Brew McCoy side can can ensure USC that that they won't sue because they did pull out uh, of a lawsuit 
when uh, Brew McCoy transferred to Tennessee. So I think one side is cautious about the other side suing them and vice versa. So hopefully this thing can get resolved and Brew can play, uh, move forward with his career, clean slate, and USC can move forward, clean slate with their coach. And they can get on and get, Ben. <laughs> get, get out of here. Get, man. Yeah, and I, I just think it's a it's a big storyline that, that could have a strong say in how Tennessee's season is going to go. Um, Brew McCoy is as important as anybody on this roster. And, and I say that because the, the way I look at the most important people on the roster uh, is by virtue of who else is, it, is at that position with them. Uh, if an injury happened at X position, could the team be able to withstand that injury? That, that's kind of how I view the most important people on, on the team. So uh, Cedric Tillman, in my mind, might be a little bit more important than Hendon Hooker, just for the, just just because behind Hendon you have Joe Milton, whereas behind Cedric you, you don't really have a ton, uh, especially if Brew is not eligible. If, if if you if you take Brew out of the mix, then you're looking at Walker Merrill and Jalen Hyatt as the two guys that that I would quote trust at the moment, and, and really. Just keeping it real, Jalen Hyatt and Walker Merrill haven't done anything to this point to to earn the trust of being trusted. And I, I think those two are going to have really good seasons. They just haven't proven it to this point is what I'm saying. So I, I think it's just a, a huge storyline for Tennessee that Brew McCoy gets eligible because they need him. He's been playing well. He's had a good fall camp. and They need him to take pressure off of Cedric Tillman. I, I just think that that would, would strongly – sway the way defenses defend Tennessee's offense uh, aside from the up-tempo Tennessee will always have that in its favor but uh, just speaking of X's and O's and, and matching up guys and um, sorting out coverage and who's going to cover who if, if there's no Brew McCoy out there then it makes it a whole lot easier on the defense in my mind 100% right I agree with you 100% man no Brew McCoy I think it puts more pressure on, on Tillman to be great and now he he goes from being one of the most important players on offense to probably being the most in player most important player on offense. So uh, hopefully Brew is eligible. He's able to play, and we can we can move forward. Everybody can be everybody can be happy. That's that's the. It's just so frustrating, and I know that you've mentioned this on on your show and. I think you mentioned it last week on on the Thursday night show. It's just so frustrating that the USC is is really dragging its feet and the NCAA isn't stepping in when you have guys like Justin Powell who transfers every year of high school, has transferred every year of college from Auburn to Tennessee to Washington State, and it's like there's no issues with him getting immediately eligible. And that's nothing against Justin Powell. I, I wish him the absolute best. I, I hope he tears it up and is an all-conference player in the Pac-12. But it's it's just frustrating when you see these other examples of players becoming immediately eligible when they're transferring every single year. Uh, you're seeing other players from USC transfer without issue. And, and I do re- realize that this is Brew's second transfer, and, and it makes it a little bit different. But it just seems like, man, year after year, there is some Tennessee player 
that has an eligibility issue when it comes to transferring. And and you don't really see it at other schools. You, you do see it, but it, it just doesn't feel like it happens as often at other places as it has with Tennessee. Uh, and to me, it's been pretty cut and dry with guys like Cade Mays uh, needing to become immediately eligible. And, and I think Brew is pretty cut and dry as well. Hey, I will say this, though. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, that player that was waiting on that waiver, they got it. They played. Very true. Yeah, they played. Very true. It, it took forever, and it had our anxiety up, and we were all nervous and worried and ready to um, – March in front of the NCAA offices. I mean, it got done at the end of the day. So that's uh, that's that's kind of how I look at it, uh, big picture. But I, I think I think your general point though, like, all right, man, Justin Powell has transferred seven times in seven years, and has transferred twice under the new rule, but didn't have to sit out. Like, wait a minute, something, something, something needs to be looked at. So I, I do get that point a hundred percent. And um, I just, I just, I just believe at the end of the day, man, they'll, they'll find a way to get it done. Cause there's two ways this can happen. It could be NCAA, which that's USC saying, you know what? I don't really feel comfortable signing it. My legal counsel says I shouldn't. And unless we get hundred percent certainty that we're not going to get sued ourselves by a brew, then we're not going to sign it. If we get that certainty, okay, I'll sign it. But if I, if I don't get that certainty, I, we won't sign it, and then we'll put it in the NCAA's hands. And then there's still a chance the NCAA can, can, can make it happen and grant Brew that eligibility. So I, I feel like there's two different ways to do it. It's kind of like playing tic-tac-toe, and you set somebody up for the double move. So, all right, if, if, you, if you stop me from getting tic-tac-toe on this side, I'm going to hit you with this side. I just feel like. Two different ways it could happen. I feel like it could happen, but unlike tic tac toe, either neither way could could work. Honestly, yeah, I mean that's a possibility. But I just feel like the the likelihood of, of him playing and being eligible game one, I just think it's more. It for me it weighs a little bit heavier, more realistic than him not playing. But maybe I'm just being optimistic. I don't blame you for being optimistic. I mean, you make a good point in saying that every Tennessee player that has had to deal with this issue in the last several years has become eligible. I would like to go back and look at when they were ruled eligible because I don't really remember it bleeding into game week. No. Uh, it feels like it, it was I think cleared Cage up did. before game week. I think Cage did. Yeah. As long as he gets eligible, it, it doesn't – really matter at the end of the day this this will be a silly conversation to to look back on if if he does become eligible it's just the the fact that Tennessee goes through this every single off season every single fall camp the last several years Tennessee has had to go through this and I mean I, I keep up with the SEC as much as anybody and I I haven't heard of anybody else having to wait out the eligibility of a player waiting to see if one of their key transfers uh, is going to be eligible. And I get it. This is Brew's second transfer. It, it does make it a little bit different. But, again, it, it just seems like it, it is so chaotic and just for, for no reason. Uh, it just really seems like USC is, is getting in the way for no reason. I hear you. I hear you, Ben. I hope you hear me. 
I hear you, man. 865-255-03. We'll take our first break of the evening. Then McKee, Jason Swain. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, if you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low-T. You know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low-T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low-T Center, or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low-T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low-T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hey there, Swain Event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain Event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. You're listening to the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Welcome back to Swain Event and fueled by Teddy and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Thank you for making this evening's show a part of your evening as we are seven days to kickoff. Is it more like six, Ben, since this day is almost over? No, no, yeah. I guess it helps if I unmute myself. You should be able to hear me now. But no, you sound, uh, I you was sound saying- great. I was saying while I was muted on uh, on Zoom that I I consider it six now, not just because we're close to midnight, but because we're past the kickoff time. We're we're, we're two hours into Tennessee Ball State this time next Thursday. We're we're, we're at halftime right now, end of halftime, getting ready to kick off the second half. So I I consider it six days. What's the score at halftime? Ooh, the score at halftime. I'll say. Ooh. 
that look that Ball State's gonna score at least one touchdown. Seven. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Let's go to the phones this evening. Come on, good evening. I know you, damn shame. What's what's going I on, man? I just know it. I, everything's going on. You answer my damn phone calls. Phone ringing off the hook. We got we only got what six more six more sleep. Is it six or seven? Eight? I can't count right now. How y'all? So so so. You, you, the phone didn't didn't pick up quick enough for you, C Mac. Is that hell, what you're saying? Hell no. You might as well go and let the thing rip. How y'all doing this evening, McKee? How, how's my nephew? Your nephew is is doing great. Getting ready to to go visit his great grandparents tomorrow for the first time. Oh yeah, Ben. Yeah. You going down down to Alabama? That's funny. I don't have family in Alabama other than my parents who are temporarily living there. Um, my in-laws live there. I guess they count as family as well. But uh, my immediate family all live in Tennessee. Thank you very much. I'll be in, in good old Henry County, good old Paris, Tennessee this weekend. You know, before Swain, uh, you know, uh, uh, hijacked my phone call, um, I do need to say this real quick on the air. Rob, if you listening. And McKee, since you are right here, man, both y'all swings got some big ass foreheads. Let me just tell you this right now. Whoa! Huge foreheads. Whoa! We talking about like huge. Whoa! Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey! I have one. Hey, C Mac, where you from? <laughs> where you from, C Mac? <laughs> where you from? From Memphis. You from Memphis, Tennessee. You know damn well you can't be talking about about anybody's kids, man. You get you get beat down doing stuff like that in Memphis, Tennessee. See, Mac, you, you, you let Colorado change things up for you, man. You forgot where you, right. you came from, see, Mac. You know you can't be talking right. about people's kids like that. You're right, but you know to be fair, that all that means I tell I tell Big Shot this all the time. All that means is both my nephews gonna be highly intelligent. That's uh, all that means. I say. Nice say. No, you know what it means. No, nope, nope, nope. Yep, it means nope. he's not your nephew since you want to run your mouth. <laughs> Been kicked off the list. All right. All right, now let's get let's get down to the like brass tacks in the reel because we're coming up on the top of the hour. Got to keep Swain in check. Realistically, we ain't gonna ask no 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 softball questions. You know, we're really gonna get straight to it. What? do we need to do across all three phases of the game to ensure that, you know, we, we get out of week week zero, week one, however you want to uh, put it, healthy, and uh, we get valuable reps uh, across, you know, that, that too deep. What do we need to do to ensure, you know, that that, that can be a possibility next Thursday night? Uh, show up. Show up and play play well. I mean, if you show up and play well, then it, more than the two deeps we be playing. So, but you got to show up and play well. You can't just show up and roll your helmet out there and go, we Tennessee. You ain't done anything anyways to even do that, first of all. Second of all, Ball State is looking at this as an opportunity to be the next Georgia State. Yep. Georgia State did it. Now everybody's like, ooh, I want to do it. 
I mean, think about how many teams after Appalachian State played uh, when they beat Georgia, uh, not Georgia, but Michigan that one year, 2007. Think about all the other teams, the small teams that play Michigan. They probably was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be like Appy. We're going to be like Appy. Appy did it. We're going to do it. We're going to be next. So you can't let Ball State come up in here thinking they're going to be the next Georgia State. You got to squash that quick, fast, and in a hurry. Play well. You're better. You're better. Simple as that. Didn't, didn't the administration make sure that um, uh, that this won't be a duplicate of uh, Georgia State? Because I don't think Ball State getting that same type of check, are they? I hope not. I don't know. I don't be in people's pockets um, like that. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right, well, I'll leave y'all on, on this. Hey, um, as long as we don't lose down, down in loser Anna, long as we don't lose down in that terrible Baton Rouge, the season going to be a success. Oh, the see. anticipation alone is palpable, okay? Yeah, we, we, we'll but see. We'll it, see, see, man. As long as we don't lose to that bum, A, uh, Brian Kelly in his first year. Okay. Man, y'all be easy. Uh, stay, stay blessed. Love y'all. I'll let y'all later. See you. Okay. All right. See, man, I can't wait till you have some kids. You about to have a roasting session. <laughs> Get him. Oh, big watermelon head, jug head. Get him. Look, Ooh. all I know is. Oh, mud I've butt diaper dirt. having. Huh? I've got some dirt on C Mac. You better watch it. All right, C Mac. He going to say your dirt to TMZ. TMZ. You going to be on TMZ, C Mac. Watch it. Let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Oh. Oh, that is that is not good. That did not sound good. Up, oh, call him back. Maybe it's a phone issue. Let's try it again. Good, good evening. What's going on? It's your boy, Big Shot. Now that was you, man. That had those phone issues before? No, nah, that wasn't me. I just my I only called in because C Mac got on air being a smart ass, so I had to call in. You know what I'm saying? Hey, C Mac, trying to throw shade at y'all son. Talking about his head being big. Hey, I was about to put my hands on C-Mac for y'all. See, he just mad because ain't no woman in their right mind oh. going to have a child with him. Oh. He just mad. That's all that is. Oh. That's all that is. Oh. And while he want to talk about fuck, you know what? I'm a Christian. I ain't even going to do it. C-Mac, I know you high because you live in, in the state of Colorado. I know you ain't in your right mind right now, but I'm going to pray for you, my brother. And I still love you no matter what. Ben, I hope my nephew's doing good. Swain, I hope the kid's doing good. I just want to call in right fast and tell C-Mac, Jesus still loves him and so do I. I'm out. All right, Rob. All right, right, Rob. See you, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh, man. You don't got no sense. At tall. At tall. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm surprised no one has said cop commander yet. Not, not one time. Uh. <laughs> not one time has anyone said cop commander. I kind of feel dirty saying it, honestly. But I guess that's what South Carolina is voting on, calling their mascot. Good evening. Good evening. Hey, now. Hey, it's GTA Vols. GTA Vols, good to hear you. We see you all the time on Twitter. Good to hear you now. 
how y'all doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. How's, how's Baby Knox doing? Have you uh, mastered the diapering then? Uh, I think I've mastered the diapering. I, uh, I, I've gotten lucky so far, knock on wood. My, my wife has gotten all the, the incidents so far. I, I've yet to get peed on or, or pooped on and haven't really dealt with any crazy poopy diapers, but I'm, I'm sure my, 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 my time is coming quick. No, no, I'm knocking on wood as quickly as I can. I'm knocking on wood too to undo it. Cause I want you to get crap on. <laughs> Well, as a mother of two boys, you need to have the new diaper ready before you take the old diaper off and you slap it on there so you don't get peed on. Oh, I I absolutely have adopted that method. I And my wife put, goes ahead and puts a little baby wipe on top of his little pee-pee so she doesn't get peed on. But, but sometimes b- between getting the, the baby wipe where it needs to be, he just goes ahead and goes. Yeah, so I, I have adopted that method as well. You should need some goggles. You are okay. You don't need to do all that. Just get some goggles. Yeah, it's going to happen. You just enjoy it. You'll grow up before you know it. How, how are the girls doing, Blaine? They enjoying school? Oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully they sleep. Well, the oldest one ain't sleep. She probably Instagram <laughs> or something. But uh, now the youngest ones, they, they're, they're great. They uh, they love school. Oldest one is in high school. So we we in it now. We we in the, in the rhythm and the uh, routine each and every day now. Yeah. Good deal. So, how's our secondary looking? <laughs> Whose kid is that? You asked about Ben's <laughs> kid and, and my kids. Who's the secondary's kids? Um, I, honestly, I'm I'm pretty encouraged by 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 what I see because, man, I really like Tamarion McDonald, and I hope he goes out there and tears it up and plays with the same speed, intensity, and force and, and tenacity as as I've seen on the, on the practice field. During the game, he's making plays. I'm a big Kamal Hatton fan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how Warren Burrell's going to bounce back. I mean, he had a forgettable bowl game performance. And then you have the, right. the, the safeties who are uh, experienced. Now, they they have their shortcomings in three years. And we sit there and said the same thing about Theo Jackson. And, you know, all right, what's Matthew Butler going to do? He's about to be a senior. And then – Boom! Your senior year comes, and you just you just at another level. Like you understand, this is the last hurrah. It's the last hurrah. You want to put your best foot forward, and I can look at several guys. You know, Alante Taylor, senior, Matthew Butler, yeah. senior, yeah, uh, Theo Jackson, senior. Those guys had their best season of their career, and look what they're playing right now. So that's that opportunity that I think Trayvon Flowers and uh, McCullough they have that opportunity. I don't know if they're going to play well, but they I think they'll play better than what we saw last year. Last year, you know, they 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 wasn't they wasn't hot. This year they they could be a whole lot better and end their career on a, on a high note. So, reality hits and potential steps in. Say that, say that again. So, reality hits and potential steps in hopefully. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the reality is that that they've gotten better. Like I mean, Willie Martinez liked liked to play a few guys uh, last year. And for this defense, I think, to be better than they were last year, more guys got to play so that way you're not gassed because your offense is going to put you in a situation sometimes where you're on the field a whole lot more. So you got to play more more dudes. And 
I feel like more players have kind of earned Willie Martinez's trust. I just hope they go out there and don't lose it and um, play well. I do as well. I hope to see you guys this this season, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. And go Vols. Hey, thank you so much for the phone call. Best call of the night. See, see guys, that's how you do it right there. That's how you do it, guys. C-Mac, I'm talking to you. Rob's call was okay. C-Mac, your call is trash. Simple as that. Riley Vaughn, will y'all be around Thursday before the opener? You better believe it. Better believe it. I'll be there. I'll be on gate 21, Big Orange Countdown. Again, this year, two hours before kickoff, the show will be cranking up. But I'll be around three hours before kickoff as well, too. So I'll be around. I will be around. So with me producing, with me producing, I'm answering the phone calls, too. So Turkey Man and, 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 and Nina Mafia, just call back. Just call back. Uh, nobody else is answering the phone except me. Ben is, is at the house in his draws. <laughs> I don't know about that. He got he, he got draws. He just got draws on. He can do that at his house now. So he ain't here answering phones like he was before. He got a baby now, so he got to be a couple feet away just in case there's a blowout diaper. He got to go help. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Good evening. Who do we have? Neyland Mafia. Neyland Mafia. What's up, man? Man, Swank, y- y'all going to have to forgive C-Mac. He's slow, ain't C-Mac's getting old. He's getting old. He's getting cranky. I was on the phone the other day with Joe Biden. Joe Biden told me C-Mac was getting old. <laughs> I ain't kidding. I mean, I believe it. <laughs> oh, man. Well. Well, well, well. It's here. It's here. It's here, Linda Mafia. Been waiting on you, man. Swank, can you hear it? From all the way off off in the waters of Memphis, from all the way, way up past the Tri-Cities, just to the tongue of the other side of of Chattanooga, way up around where it touches the Missouri Boot Hill. Can you hear it? The people are gathering, Swank. They're gathering. They've been waiting. Been waiting all year, ever since we got screwed against Purdue. They've been waiting. They've been waiting. They've been hearing the voices calling to all the hills and hollers saying, is this the time? Now, I didn't call to do something big. You know, it's our time. You know, we, we, we got the house. We get, you know, we, we, we're renovating. We got new, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't call to do all that. All I called to say is, man, it's time. When you, when I'm sitting there, when, when, when I walk in Neyland and, and, it's 7 o'clock at night, and the sun is just dipped below that skybox, just right with it, the orange, man. Mm. the orange, it almost looks pink, just for a second, just in, the, and just in that glow when, when the sun is just dipped below the, the rim of the stadium. And the whole crowd is just it's swaying. It's like you're looking across a huge field of, of sage grass in autumn, and it's just sitting there, and it's just swaying, and it's like... Everything, everything encapsulated, everything that was good and right and perfect and everything that could be, every dream that could happen, is waiting. Every season is a great season until it starts. Once it starts, 
what you make of it. But if there is one thing I have learned in years, through good seasons, through bad seasons, through good coaches, through hated coaches, through great quarterbacks, through not so great quarterbacks, it is that there is no time like this time. I'm standing here in my backyard, just crickets chirping, but there's dew on the grass, and it's almost like the air itself is waiting, and it's like, what's it going to be? Is it going to be seven and five? Is it going to be eight and four? Are we going to pull an upset this year? Gonna be, is it going to be nine and three? So is it going to be ten and two? Are we, uh, we going to surprise everybody? Because all of these, unlike some seasons when, you know, every year we get hyped, but some years, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. This year, I don't know. This year is exciting. This year is mysterious. And this year, when I sit there, when I drive all the way up, five and a half hours to watch my Tennessee team play somebody from Boston, I don't even know where that university is. I, I don't. I swear I don't. But when I sit there in my seat and then I stand up and then the Pride of the Southland band comes out, that moment. I just I got goosebumps on my arm right now, and I know you. I know you. You were one of the fortunate. You got to come through the tunnel. You got to sit there and sway back and forth. You got to hear the crowd chanting. You got you got to you got to lock arms with your brothers and 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 your teammates and all that. And you got to charge out. It's different to us, but it's just a special too. Mm-hmm. And even though there's still seven, like seven days to go, Swain, I'm I'm so excited. I'm pacing. I just can't hardly sit still. What's it going to be? What you're going to bring? What are we going to do? What magic memories are going to happen? Man, I can't wait. Good to talk to you guys again. Hey, man. Hey, I got a question for you, my friend. That's beautiful right there. Question for you. Fire away. Hey, man, you going to bring my damn popcorn back? No, you ain't getting no popcorn. In <laughs> fact, next time I see you, I want some more popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, love you, man. Oh, I love you, man. Good to hear from you, man. You too. All right, see you. <laughs> yeah, I know Neil Mafia stole my popcorn. I told y'all the story about all these years Neil Mafia's called in, drops, drop fat on us, make you make you run through, ready to run through a brick wall. Like that's what Neil Mafia. That's what he do. Dude's a poet. He's a poet. So he's done that for years, right? And I forgot what game it was last year. But I'm I'm letting all the traffic go. The game is over. I'm not about to get into traffic with all y'all. I'm not leaving at the same time y'all leaving. So I'm going to hang back, chill, let it cool down a little bit. And then me, a good friend of mine, we walk, like, I guess that road by the engineering building, back side of the hill, comes out and kind of across the street from the police station. So we came out that way. I never go that way. Ever. So we get to the four-way stop, and there's an officer making sure that people are crossing the street properly. And Neil Mafia was just walking by himself, back to his back to his. His truck or car, vehicle. And we just bumped into each other. And I was I was in the uh, Skybox this game, so I had some extra popcorn. 
that was was left behind after the game. So I had a bucket of popcorn with me. And I was <laughs> snacking on it after the game. Just you know, had had some drinks. So I need, hey, I I need something to soak up this these spirits that's in my body. And I'm snacking on some popcorn. Hug Neil Mafia because we recognized each other's voices. Man, this dude took my popcorn and didn't give it back. He just walked away. Dude, that's a good-ass popcorn. I didn't say you could have it, Neil Mafia. I said you could have some, man. All right, I'm going back to the phones. Good evening. Hey, guys, you just don't know how much I miss you guys in the mornings. Listen to Neil and Mafia and, and all the games. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of like it's not football season. Uh, kind of kind of sitting here, kind of like Neil Amalfi said, you just, you're excited, but yet you just kind of, you just don't know. And uh, yeah, it's weird. I tell you what, I, it's, it's, it's a different feeling uh, because we've always had you guys uh, the last several years to get through stuff. And... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm like uh, Ben. I thought earlier. I, you're talking about the transfers. Seem like we always get uh, have problem with transfers. Seem like it's a, they play. We the ones always. That's wait. They hey, they play though. I just I'm just ready for some someone to be, you know, game breaking and good. That's what I, I you know, K was good. I, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for some somebody to come in like Alvin Kamara. That's what I want. It's, about, it's, about, it's time for that. I mean, that happens once every five, six, ten different transfers. Like, it's it's, it's about that time, ain't it, Ben? It's about, it's about that time for the Alvin Kamara to come through here. It, it is. Tennessee <laughs> needs Brew McCoy to have uh, a CP type of impact. Mm-hmm. That's what we need, man. Oh, boy. That's what we need. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. That's what we need. Big time. Big time play from Brooklyn Court. That's what we need. We will take a quick time out, come back and wrap everything up. Jackson Swain, Ben McKee here with you. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it, and I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have. And whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon, and go Vols! Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. 
Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Swain event, SwainEvent.com. Fuel by that in barbecue. They didn't barbecue eating this football season. So good people out there. That's the, that's, the, that's the spot right there. That is the spot. Football season, it's always, always a spot to go. Man, boy, Neil Mafia. Neil Mafia is a poet. Jennifer Moore says, talk to me about Hooker. Think he's ready to get out there and make things happen? You better know it, Jennifer. And the Hooker looks good, good. Good. Throwing the ball. We know he can run it, but he, better, he looks better throwing it to me. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Uh, good evening. Hey, Swain. Middle Tennessee, Rick. What's up, Rick? Hey, man. It's good to see you guys on here again tonight. Good to be seen. All right. I have a question uh, for both of you, actually. Which um, which position group do you think is going to, uh, I guess, be better this time around? And uh, Better than last year? See what you think. Yeah, better than last year. What? Which? I guess which group is going to be an improvement from what we saw last year? Gotcha. Gotcha. Good question, Rick. Good question. Being going to answer first? Yeah, I can. Um I'll stick with the theme of the secondary. I, I am cautiously optimistic. I'll, I'll say that even slower. Cautiously optimistic <laughs> about Tennessee secondary. Uh, Tim Bag spoke with the media on Wednesday and uh, said that he, he anticipates Warren Burrell, Trayvon Flowers, Jalen McCullough being in the starting lineup. In the opener, uh, he was he was asked if he had any indication of what guys were for sure going to be in the starting lineup, and those were the three that he mentioned. And I, I tweeted that out as I always do during press conferences, and uh, even today, still getting some messages, some re- responses that weren't too thrilled about those veterans, Warren Burrell, Jalen McCullough, Trayvon Flowers, being in the starting lineup. And I get it; they they had a really poor year last year. Uh, but the reason I am cautiously optimistic is because I do think they look better so far this season. Uh, I, I think Trayvon Flowers is going to be this year's Theo Jackson. Um, like you said a moment ago, just him being a senior and, and having his best year, I think that's what he is going to provide for Tennessee. I, I think he's really going to be a leader on the back end of the defense. Jalen McCullough has slimmed down, and uh, I think that is really going to benefit him because his bugaboo has always been 
lack of lack of athleticism, lack of speed. And I think with him being slimmed down, that should help him, uh, obviously, um, because he's slimmer and, and quicker. Uh, so I, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic optimistic because I think you have a lot of situations like that in the secondary. I'll be curious to see how Warren Burrell performs. That was a surprise to me that he mentioned Warren Burrell. Uh, I think Christian Charles has had a great fall camp. I can't wait to see how how he performs this season. I can't wait to watch Tamarion McDonald perform this season. Um, and, and I am curious to see if Warren Burrell can have that same type of season as a veteran that Trayvon Flowers, I, I think that Trayvon Flowers is going to have. So you are losing a lot, Alante Taylor and Theo Jackson, and that's weird to say that you're losing a lot from a secondary that just was not good last year. But Alante and Theo were good individually. But I, I think the group as a whole is going to be better because they're older. And I, I think for some guys, they're just in better shape. I'm also cautiously optimistic about the linebackers for, for the same reason. I think Aaron Beasley uh, is in better shape. He's older. That theoretically should help him. Uh, Juwan Mitchell seems to have had a really good offseason, uh, is as healthy as he's ever been at Tennessee. Uh, he certainly has the athleticism to, to impact this football team. Uh, so it sounds like he's going to play a lot of football. And then Jeremy Banks, I mean, he had an all-SEC caliber season last year, and he's just a year older. So theoretically should have another all-SEC caliber season. So uh, I, I feel the same way about the linebackers as I do the defensive backs and, and vice versa. So those are kind of the two two groups that I, I think are going to take a step forward. I'm cautiously optimistic in thinking that because uh, they do need to go prove it in a game. And we'll see how big of a step forward it is. I'm not saying that either of those units are going to be the best in the SEC or the best in the country, uh, but it's hard to be worse than they were last year. So I, I do think they'll take a step forward this year. It just depends on on how big of a step they actually take. I'm going with the front. I'm going with the front, man. Yes, you lost Matthew Butler, but Rodney Garner said so he's he, he looking for 10 dudes. He wants 10 dudes in the rotation uh, doing the locker room on – we, we recorded on Tuesday for Sunday show. Had Byron Moore on. Byron, Byron, Moore, Byron Young uh, had him on. And during the interview portion between me and the player, I asked Byron Young, who is someone that maybe didn't play a lot last year that you just excited about having their breakout year moment that you see it, but now you're excited for the world to see it. And without hesitation, he was like, Dominic Bailey. I was like, oh, I was expecting him to say someone like linebacker or in the secondary. But with not hesitation, he was like Dominique Bailey. So I think Tyler Warren, Tyler Warren, Tyler Barron looks good, looks better. Byron Young is going to be better. Remember, he started his season late last year because of needing, you know, needing to, to sit out a couple games because of a silly mess that happened at the previous stop. Amar Thomas, we saw flashes of him. His his childhood friend just got drafted in the NBA. Kenny Chandler. Man, what you what you think Omar Thomas is gonna be on? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be trying to get to that same level. Man, you better uh, believe being it. drafted. Him him and Jabari Small. Those three exactly. are as thick as thieves. They they are truly best friends. Yeah, man. You better believe those guys are like, oh, we just we just saw our guy put in that work and be drafted to the hometown team where all these guys are from. And you don't think that's gonna not 
motivate Jabari Small and Amari Thomas, oh, man. And I see it already in Jabari Small. I just don't pay attention to the defensive linemen all that much like I do the offensive players. It is what it is. But I tell you, man, just wait. Just wait till y'all see number two next week. And after that week and after that week, stays healthy. Just wait. Y'all going to see. Y'all are going to see. Can't wait. Ben McKee, man. What a day. What a day, Ben. What a day indeed, my friend. Big day today it was. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. We are going to be six days away from kickoff. We inside of a week tomorrow. And uh, look forward to seeing everyone next week around the game. Hope we get a chance to see Ben as well. Man, we are just so thankful to be able to continue to do the show. Um, it's, it's, it looks different. Ben's in a different place. You know, I'm kind of in a different place. But, man, y'all know what it what it is and what happens when we get on these airwaves together. With y'all, y'all, y'all know what you're going to get. So, hopefully it was enough for you today. It was good enough for you. Excuse me. It may not be enough, but good enough for you. Brought some, some value. That's the best So, for my good friend Ben McKee and Jason Swain, we hope y'all have a great evening. And we will be back next week. Swain event, Goodbye, Dad Barbecue.